Welcome to the Respectful Divorce Podcast. If you're considering a divorce, it's important to know you have options for how you divorce. On the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we explore those options and provide advice from divorce professionals. On today's podcast, we're continuing our conversation with collaborative professionals about Divorce with Respect Week, which is coming up March 6th through 10th. Today, we're talking with two Oregon collaborative divorce attorneys, Kate Hall, who is the president of the Oregon Association of Collaborative Professionals, who practices in Salem, Oregon, and Patrick Ward of Clarity Law, whose practice is in Portland, Oregon. Thank you both for joining us today. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having us. You bet. So uh, let's begin with Divorce with Respect Week. What is it in Oregon and who's it for? Divorce with Respect Week is for anyone who, like the title suggests, wants to have a respectful divorce. Uh, It also, um, you know, beyond that means that uh, each professional who has signed up um, has committed to offering three free uh, consultations to see if collaborative might be a fit during that week. There are different ways to get a divorce um, outside of just a traditional you serve, you know, go to a lawyer, serve your ex, and then fight it out in court. Um, there are, you know, the collaborative divorce process is an excellent way um, to get divorced. So who who is a collaborative divorce for? So a collaborative divorce would be really great for people who have a baseline level of trust and feel like they can communicate well. Um, It's a voluntary out-of-court process, uh, and it requires that people have transparency around their finances. It requires that there's um, free and fair negotiation within the process. Um, And so, you know, it's it's not uh, usually a good fit for people who are in a power and control dynamic um, or, you know, are worried that their ex is burying gold in the backyard or, you know, hiding assets in some, some way. Yeah, sort of like hiding crypto, right? Right, exactly. Yes, <laughs> there needs to be enough trust that that everything is going to be able to come out on the table, and that both people are going to want to um, address it in in a way that um, is mutually beneficial for everyone. So, uh, Patrick, how does the collaborative process work? Well, everybody, the important thing to remember about the collaborative process is that everybody has a collaboratively trained attorney. And the attorneys and the clients work together as a team. So everybody's moving in the same direction towards a resolution that involves, as Kate mentioned, trust that you're going to participate in good faith towards that resolution. Key to the um, to a collaborative case is that both clients are asked to sign a participation agreement, and the participation agreement outlines all of those things that are reminding clients that it's a confidential process, that they are going to participate in good faith, that they are going to share information willingly, that they're going to be uh, transparent with their attorneys, that they're going to be transparent with each other. And also something that's really important that I think is really powerful for the collaborative uh, team process is that the clients commit to moving through the process. If they decide that the collaborative uh, divorce is not working for them and they wanna go litigate, then 
any members of the uh, collaborative team are not going to follow them to litigation. So the attorneys are not going to follow them to litigation. The If there are other members of the team, and I want to make sure I address that, but those folks wouldn't follow them to litigation. So other members of the team can be the financial professionals who are supporting uh, the, the clients as part of the collaborative team. Um, the uh, divorce coach who might be acting as a moderator uh, who is not going to follow them uh, and be an expert during litigation, or even perhaps a collaborative mediator who is involved. Uh, so everybody's going to step away. And if litigation ensues, then the uh, the clients go forth with, with new professionals. And for me, that's important and, and powerful because it allows the clients to know that they are committing to a process that, that ultimately is going to lead them to what I hope to be an emotionally healthy uh, solution for for their divorce as they transition from being married to to now not married. Um, so just feel like it, it builds a better future. Um, and, and I guess that that um, there are real advantages to not ending up in the courtroom. And that's why most of the time a collaborative case is is not going to fall out. Right. Yeah, we like to screen um, pretty hard to make sure that it is that the cases, at least I, I guess I can only speak for myself. Um, I like to screen pretty hard to make sure that the cases that I take on um, will be a good fit. Um, and, you know, when when people are able to commit to the process, um, you know, and um, start to kind of begin working things out, um, having the support of attorneys and I think, as Patrick mentioned, other professionals can make it so that. Um, you know, it becomes like a, a, a true transitional time, you know, rather than something to win or lose necessarily, because it's, you know, the, the, the concepts of winning and losing in divorce are, are really, really difficult ones. Um, you know, it's, it's possible to measure money, but it's not possible to, you know, always measure the impact on kids, um, or, you know, really that everyone is getting the, the future that they want out of their divorce. So why did each of you decide that you wanted to make collaborative a part of your practice? You know, I can speak to my paradigm shift uh, to use a collaborative phrase. Um, I litigated for years and years and years um, in uh, the family court systems in Oregon. And I, I just watched how it was not working for families. And it really is a process where you're trying to knock somebody down and then maybe get them give them a little kick after they're on the ground um is the way that it seemed to me and and it i i just found that i could not engage in that anymore i needed to find something better a better way to help people move through through a system that that really is a really just a hard time emotionally for people and why not find a process that's a, a way to help people make it through in a way that's going to be at least if not peaceful moving in that direction and so i was just not in a position to help people from a, uh, a litigated perspective anymore i needed to find something for me that was going to be helpful for clients. And I 
you know, when I found uh, collaborative, I was like, huzzah, there it is. <laughs> so it's a way of, uh, for me, of, of really helping people um, feel that they have made decisions that are going to be best for them. And then ultimately, I think best for the family as a whole. Kate, did you have a huzzah moment? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had the opposite of that. Um, and well, let, let me start again. So <laughs> I, I um, did a certificate in dispute resolution at Willamette University. Um, and I read an article about collaborative divorce and it was, it was framed as like, well, this is a thing that some people do, but it's not really done. And I was like, why not? It makes so much sense. Um, you know, but I also at that point was never going to be a family law attorney and was never, you know, that was in no way, shape or form going to happen. So, you know, flash forward, uh, several years later, um, I, you know, opened my own firm, got my first divorce client. Um, and you know, in that case, I did everything exactly the way you're supposed to do it. And it felt terrible. Um, you know, I met with my client, he came in, we talked about what he wanted, you know, we, we talked you know, got the game plan together. And, um, and then I drafted the petition, filed it with the court and gave it to the process server to serve his soon to be ex-wife. His poor ex was, did not leave her house, I think for two or three days because she heard the process server knocking and wanted to make sure that she could, you know, she didn't know if it was going to hurt her to get served or, you know, what would happen. She just knew that she did not want to get served. And it was a really scary thing for her. Um, and, you know, looking back at that, I mean, you know, there's in some cases that's, that's the only way to do it. Um, but you know, that case would have been probably a really great collaborative case if I had the tools at that time. Yeah. And, and, and so was there something as you weren't planning to practice family law that, that, uh, that it just spoke to you? Yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, I did the, uh, uh, a lot of training and dispute resolution. Um, I also work as a mediator. And so I think being able to talk with both people and see that, um, you know, their mental models just don't match oftentimes, especially when they're getting divorced, right? You know, you, a lot of the reason for divorce um, is just not being on the same page in one way or another. And, you know, so it, it just fundamentally does not make sense to me to sit down with someone, guess blindly at what their spouse might accept um, based on advice from, you know, somebody else entirely. Um, and, and then, you know, have this like paper trade back and forth while there's, you know, so much anxiety and fear and paperwork when people really want to, I think, feel heard and feel like, you know, the best possible outcome is happening, um, you know, for them. Yeah. So you all mentioned um, uh, the other professionals. What are the other professionals? What do they do in this case? So as Patrick mentioned, it's possible to work with um, or for clients to work with divorce coaches um, who can help people, um, you know, kind of frame their thinking around divorce so that they're better able to engage in the process. Um, and those divorce coaches sometimes have a mental health background. Clients can also work with financial specialists um, who uh, 
can can be financial neutrals as between both of them. So they can hire a financial specialist. The financial specialist can run the numbers that they both give and say, you know, here's my here's my analysis. You know, as your neutral, um, here here are the cold hard numbers. What do you want to do with it? Um, and so they lend um, sometimes a degree of depth uh, that attorneys, you know, um, don't have particular expertise in. Um, and also, you know, that that avoids both spouses hiring separate uh, expert witnesses to, you know, do their analysis and then testify against each other. And, you know, that it just it saves so much time and money for them. Um, it's also possible to include child specialists. Um to, you know, connect with kids, especially kids that are a little bit older or who might be struggling um, so that the child specialist can then recommend to the parents uh, what they would like to see or what the what they would suggest for the parenting plan. Um, they can they can facilitate the meeting uh, where the parents would put together the parenting plan. That sounds expensive to have all these other people involved, is it? When people ask me about about the expense, I always say that the the least expensive process is going to be the one that's the right fit. Um, So, you know, we talk about adding a financial specialist um, and if that person charges less than attorneys do and clients are able to get handed, you know, handed off between financials and uh, and attorneys or, you know, uh, do some self-regulation work with a divorce coach that's going to make their meetings with the the other professionals more efficient. Um, and so it is possible to save a lot of money because not, not each team member is involved in every step of the process. I wanted to add to that. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned efficiency, Kate, because I think that that's an important uh, part of a collaborative that um, when, when I'm talking with clients, I, I try to emphasize that collaborative can be an efficient process um, for uh, for divorce. I, I always look at, um, the distinction between conflict and cost and the more conflict, the more cost there's going to be. And if you're utilizing, as Kate mentioned, uh, specialists who are experts on uh, both sides, that's going to add conflict and that's just going to add cost. And so if you can find, um, uh, you know, as, as attorneys, we're going to bring in those neutrals who the clients need in order to create efficiency and uh, move through the divorce in a way that is going to be uh, hopefully less costly, uh, less costly than a traditional litigated divorce. So uh, uh, sort of a final question. This this um, is the Respectful Divorce Podcast. It's Divorce with Respect Week. What is it? What does it mean to you to divorce with respect? Um, for me, um, I think it's important for clients to walk away from each other, from the 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 marriage, in a way that makes it so that the divorce is a small part of their life as opposed to a big part of their life. That's something that I want my clients to to experience. So when they are, we talk about divorce with respect, they are respecting each other. And I think that's especially important in co-parenting relationships or when there are children involved. And the 
parents are now going to have to try to parent the children in two different households and try to figure out a way to work together if they can to do that. So it is important to me that A, the clients are aware of that. I think they know it on a surface level, but it's hard to to really understand it um, until you've lived it, you know, from a deeper level. And I think we need to give people that perspective. And I think that that's what the collaborative process is, is built to do is provide perspective. And that can lead to respect. Um, I, I'm curious about your answer, Kate. Well, I think it's it's pretty similar to yours, Patrick. Um, I I would like especially to to the end of um, you know if they're able to have a divorce in which they you know both spouses um, you know feel respect towards each other throughout and are able to demonstrate respect towards each other throughout, um, even if it is um, you know you know, complex or, or difficult, um, you know, not, not every, you know, divorce necessarily is, I don't like to promise that, but, um, you know, sometimes, um, uh, being able to maintain that respect can help, you know, co-parent, uh, or be good co-parents. Um, uh, the, the main indicator of kids having, um, trouble with, um, you know, parenting related or, um, you know, divorce related issues is not whether parents are separated, divorced or married. It's, it's the conflict between parents. So the single best thing parents can do for kids is to stay low conflict. Um, I would also add that divorce with respect, um, means that, uh, you know, the, that the clients themselves, like they're, you know, each, each person's internal, um, you know, hopes or expectations or wishes for the future, um, are respected and that the way that they want to move through the divorce itself is, is respected as well. Um, I think that, you know, um, that's, that's an important piece too. Um, each client should be, should be respected. So uh, if someone wants to contact you all individually to have further conversations, how can they get a hold of you, Kate? Um, well, they can Google me or uh, go to my website. It's katehalllaw.com, uh, K-A-T-E-H-A-L-L-L-A-W.com. All right, and Patrick? Well, I am at www.claritylawllc.com. I can be reached at patrick.ward at claritylawllc.com. And I can provide you my phone number too, 503-957-7491. We'll have that information in the show notes as well. Kate, Patrick, thank you all very much for joining us on the Respectful Divorce Podcast today. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tim. This reminder that Divorce with Respect Week is March 6th through 10th. For more information, go to divorcewithrespectweek.com, where you can schedule to talk with a divorce professional. Uh, This is Tim Crouch reminding you that collaborative divorce is a better way to untie the knot.